Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show here on 103.7 FM WKRM. We are on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Monday at 4 p.m. Today on the bus, we have with us Superintendent Michael Hickman. And Board of Education Chair, Michael Fulbright. Welcome, guys. Hey, thank you for having us today. Thank you very um, much, Jack. Oh, man, I'm happy to have you guys on here. I don't think um, our listening audience has heard from you guys um, in a while. So let's get right into it. Let's first tell our listeners on the radio a little about yourself. Michael Hickman, I'll let you go first and give yourself, give our listeners a brief history of who you are and you, you know, you're fairly new to the district and you've just became superintendent of Murray County Public Schools. Yay. And we're glad to have you here. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, actually, I am born in Columbia, Tennessee, and we uh, lived here and briefly moved to Metro Nashville for my, my dad had his job transferred up there. Then we came back to Columbia when I was in sixth grade and uh, went to Spring Hill when it was a K-12 school, the old school, uh, in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And then I went over to Whitthorn in ninth grade and finished out my school career there in the 10th, 11th, 12th grade and graduated in 1990. Uh, I began college uh, right out of my high school, went to Columbia State for about a year and a half, Went into the military. I joined the Tennessee Army National Guard. And when I got back, I enrolled in MTSU, decided I wanted to become a teacher. And then when I graduated, I was advised, take the first job you're offered. So I <laughs> applied in Murray County. That was probably good advice. <laughs> during that time, it was great advice because there <laughs> were a whole lot of teachers coming out and not a lot of jobs. So uh, I applied at Rutherford and Murray and um, Williamson and Rutherford, my first interview. Uh, they called me an hour afterwards and offered me the position. And so I lived the next 20 years there in Smyrna, Tennessee. And I was a teacher, assistant principal, and a principal there in Rutherford. Uh, then um, I began talking to uh, Dr. Donna Wright up in Wilson County and she talked me into coming up that way, and I worked for her for three years, and now I found myself back here where I feel like I belong in Murray County. And that's kind of my path to here. And uh, currently, you know, with this job, I do have another job. I'd gotten out of the Tennessee uh, Army National Guard, and about five years ago, I decided to get back in. And uh, so I'm back in the Army National Guard. And at this point, I'm a instructor for the Army National Guard. And we uh, what we do is we take soldiers that are in the regular Army and the reserves or in the National Guards. And if they're looking to change their job, we uh, help them by teaching them a new job path. Well, that sounds really cool. I love that when you said back where you belong, because it made me think of that song. I can't think of who sings it, but heck, where you belong. Love music, so um, we're happy to have you here. Um, as our audience might know, uh, Mr. Hickman came on board at the beginning of July, hired by the Board of Education, and has been doing a bang out job getting to know the district, getting to know um, the staff and everybody, and the teachers and the principals around the district. Hey, welcome, next, uh, Michael Hickman. Um, we are so glad you are here in Murray County Public Schools. Well, thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. Oh man. Fulbright, the same question. Mr. Fulbright, tell us, Mr. Fulbright is recently the chair, and he was elected the chairman of the Board of Education for Murray County Public Schools um, just last month and is now the top dog in charge. Mr. Um, Fulbright, why don't you give us, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe even you can uh, tell us about this amazing book you wrote. Okay. Tell you a little bit of uh, how I got here. I Grew up in North Carolina, went to college in Minnesota, got my bachelor's in education, 
and then came down here, started working at Trinity Lutheran Church right after college, and I've been here ever since. Uh, that's been 23 years ago. And in the meantime, I earned my master's degree in education from Concordia University, Wisconsin. And yeah, like you said, I've written actually two children's books. Uh, they've been one's published by Mirror Publishing. The other, I did publishing in uh, on my own and have been distributing it. A lot of fun, a lot of neat little uh, side projects going on. Currently, I am a real estate agent with Keller Williams, helping families find their dream home here in Murray County. And uh, my dream home consists of my wife and two kids. So that is a quick little uh, overview of how I'm here. The The books are have been a lot of fun, as you mentioned. Uh, they both are targeted towards about kindergarten through third grade. And they uh, both provide kind of inspirational messages for kids. That's great. Um, you previously held a position with the county commission. Yes, you sir. I was the district four one of the two district four representatives on the county commission and also served as chairman for my last two years on the commission. That was my term was 2014 through 2018. Wow. That's pretty impressive. That has to help you out when you're um, the head of the board of education is, is that helping with um, your connection with the Mary County commission? I try to make it uh beneficial because I do still have a lot of good friends that are still on the county commission, a lot of people who I still respect and and I hope still respect me from my work on the county commission. And I do think that we have talked for years and years now about building bridges between the county commission and the school board. It's almost become cliche in a lot of ways, but I do feel like since I've been one of them and I am now one of the school board members, I have a, a nice overlap of uh, knowledge and skills and relationships. I know Commissioner Barner has previously been on the school board as well. So I think being able to understand understand both sides of issues when they come up, it really does, you know, add a lot of credibility. I think when, uh, when we go to ask for things now, uh, hopefully my voice will be one that can find some middle ground and some solutions. So it's not just a well, we don't have the money to go back to where you came from type of thing. It doesn't have to be adversarial. It can really be collaborative. And I think that that's one of the things I brought to the county commission. And one of the things now I bring to the school board and hopefully can bring those two entities into a little better collaboration. Excellent. Um, I know um, Mr. Hickman has, has uh, firm goals on making sure our board of education, school board and the kind of commission are, are well connected also. So between the two of you, we should be able to have a very um, prosperous and great relationship moving forward. So let me ask you, since we're talking with you, Mr. Fulbright, at the moment, let's ask you, do you have any set goals for the Board of Education moving forward since you were just elected chairman? I think, is, is it a two-year or four-year term? The chair is elected each year. Each year, okay. And uh, the school board position itself is a four-year term. So it's a four-year term and you're just elected yearly to the uh, chairman's position. Um, yeah, do you have any, September. Yeah. Do you have any big goals for the Board of Education moving forward this year? Well, I don't have an agenda coming in, quite frankly. I think I have the same goals that everybody has that's on the school board, and that's to make sure that we have quality schools that are safe and that bring children up with the education that they need to you know, to be successful in the world. I think that's everybody's general goal. I think a lot of what we need to focus on and what I hope to bring about is uh, high teacher morale because you know, teachers are putting their heart and soul into everything they do. And if they don't feel like they're being appreciated or respected or even treated right in general, that's going to diminish their motivation. And I think we, we have very dedicated teachers. We have very high quality teachers. And it's just a matter of making sure that they, they feel that appreciation that we have for them. So that's one of my main areas is to really focus on the teacher aspect of things. A couple other things I'd like to see, I'd like to see us do a better job of taking care of our facilities. I think that's something that is easy to cut when the budget gets a little bit tight. And we're seeing the effects of that with some of our buildings really suffering and the condition that they're in. I'd like to see us do a little more long-range planning in those areas. 
And I'd like to see us also put more of an emphasis on parent involvement with the kids' education. I think that's an essential piece that, you know, I'm sure educators have struggled with for hundreds of years, is making sure that parents, teachers, children are all working together to make that, uh, make that effort to increase education. Excellent. These are, that's some, some great viewpoints and great um, goals for the Board of Education moving forward. I believe Mr. Hickman would probably share in some of those sentiments. Um, what do you think, Mr. Hickman, about some of the things um, Chair uh, Fulbright has said about the Board of Education? I believe uh, focus on teachers is one of your goals and um, enabling the principals to have the tools they're needed and even in sports and such. And I, I agree with Mr. Fulbright that teacher morale, we need to make that front and center of, of a lot of the things we do and the good work that we have here. Um, teachers are just so dedicated here in Murray County, uh, and they have just stepped up to the plate through all of this crisis and during my time here. And, you know, we have to, as administrators, make sure that we're checking in on, on their health and not just just their bodily physical health but their mental emotional health and giving them what they need and so i I fully agree we need to keep that temperature temperature check with our teachers uh and i do agree once again with him about that we need to maintain the buildings we have make sure that we don't lose sight as this county continues to grow that we need to make sure these kids and teachers and parents have a building to go to that they're proud of that is, you know, nice. And that in itself brings up morale for the whole stakeholders of that school. You know, you walk into a school that's dilapidated and you feel immediately like the education is going to match. So we want to make sure that we're always giving them the best tools. And that is part of that is a facility that is top notch. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, um, uh, some facilities um, after the break. Um, I'd like to touch a little bit on what you said about uh, community partners and stuff. Um, how can we enable our listeners to help support Murray County Public Schools? In a, in a, what can they do to help support us in the public sector? Well, I guess I'll take this one first. Um, yeah, go ahead. I feel like, you know, one of the things is, is sometimes, you know, when things are going well at school and things are happening the way they're supposed to, we just take it for granted. And, you know, teachers and staff at the school make that happen every day. And we need to make sure that we're just reaching out to the administrators and the staffs at these schools and just letting them know that you appreciate the, the job they're doing. You know, you mentioned you mentioned that um, teachers are doing above and beyond. And I, I have talked to many principals and teachers that said that their teachers are doing so much to help out with the current um, situation that we're in with the pandemic. It's just um, they're so grateful for all the hard work that's being put in by our teachers. And, and I agree. You know, you look at most teachers and you ask them and they're putting in more hours than they ever have. They are not just working, you know, that. 7.30 to 3 o'clock schedule. They're working into late hours of night, giving up their weekends because they want to make sure their students have the best available to them. Teachers are a different breed. My daughter, my youngest daughter, Amanda, is a teacher in Anderson County, which is uh, just north of um, uh, Knoxville. And before the pandemic, I, I watched her. She would teach literally all day and then work all night every night of the week and making sure every lesson plan was perfect. Every decoration was perfect. And she would do all kinds of things above and beyond. And now with the current situation, she's finding herself, you know, nonstop, but she loves it. It's not something she's dreading. She looks forward to it. She's that teacher breed. And and you're right. They look forward to it and, they don't mind it. And it goes back to your original question. What can the public do? And I, I just go back to, you know, email your teachers or if you're, you don't have kids in school anymore, you know, just go to a school that you remember or a teacher that you once had or your child had, and just, just let them know that you appreciate them. And that is probably one of the biggest things you can do for teachers right now and their morale. 
Yeah, same question, Michael uh, Fulbright. Um, from your point of view, what can the public do to help support uh, Murray County Public Schools? We've got many entities like recently Stab McNabb, Chevrolet, and Columbia um, gave a big, big discount. I think it was free oil changes to anybody that was a, a staff, teacher, et cetera, at Murray County Public Schools. That's the kind of outpour of support that is really appreciated and, and really makes a difference. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Mr. Colbert? Well, I think there's a lot of ways that, you know, companies and even families can make that same kind of effort. Uh, you know, I know my son's teacher was very appreciative just when we bought his school supplies, we bought a couple extra, you know, packs of scissors or boxes of crayons and donated them. Little things like that. I mean, you don't have to to spend an incredible amount of money to make a difference. So I think having connections like that, and like Mr. Hickman said, you just want to make sure that the the teachers here, you know, whether it's 10, 15, 20 years down the road, somebody tells them, hey, you've really made an impact in my life or in my child's life or, uh, you know, just to pass those good thoughts along. But I mean, obviously there's needs at every school. I think the simplest thing to do is just call and ask, hey, we want to help you guys out at Riverside or Woodard or wherever you're at. And um, what can we do for you? And just go from there. doesn't have to be a, a huge thing. It could be a pack of, you know, extra pack of crayons. It could just be, you know, whatever you can do. Just knowing that the community is behind you and sharing positive stories. I think that's the other thing. There's so much negativity, especially when you get on uh, social media and things like that. There can be such a negative view. But to really be vocal about the positive things that are happening and the positive efforts and strides that are being made, that's the simplest thing we all can do. I, I, can, can, I can agree with you on that. Um, I, I really appreciate when we have people doing things like offering discounts, um, stepping up and bringing, um, I think I read recently in Spring Hill where a company just out of the blue uh, bought the elementary school students all some ice cream. And that, that was just tickled me to, to see that this, they recognize the teachers and the good that's happening. And they decided, hey, we can afford some ice cream cones. So they brought Kona ice down and supplied the, I believe, an entire classroom. It may have been the school with some ice cream. Uh, that is very cool. Hey, let's uh, talk a little bit more about the community. And let's see, ask what do schools need from the community to improve? So we're, we're, do, we're making great strides. We're, we're, we're teaching. Our, our academics are great. Our sports teams are, are performing and, and, and playing in games. But what, can the, what does the school need most from the community to improve? Mr. Hickman. You know, in this, this time right now, what we're facing with the pandemic, right now we just need a, a lot of grace. And that word's been thrown about a lot and a lot of patience. You know, this is this is new for everybody. There was no script written on how to survive a pandemic in education. So, you know, we have made many plans and, you know, plans are that. And some of them are working great. Some of them we had to go back and re revisit. So just have that patience and grace, especially during this time. But when we talk about uh, moving on, possibly after the pandemic, you know, the community support, going back to, to the previous question with the community support is, you know, those those things that the community members are, are just reaching out to us every week that just has helped the schools so much from the backpack programs to um, we've got extra office supplies those things may not seem like a big deal to some of the folks, but they are a huge deal to to these schools. Um, so just continue, you know, the, the support you've given us. And, you know, I, I fully believe that when we look at Murray County Schools, it's not just we're just this little niche, but we're part of the community. So we like to reach out and listen to the community. For example, right now, uh, Murray Alliance is sending out uh, some surveys. And part of the surveys is looking at, you know, what are the industries looking for in the, the next few years and type of worker. So, 
we're excited to get those results back and we'd like to make sure we're aligning our CTE programs to what our community needs are. So these are some of the things that are going to, we need from the community to help us to continue to improve and evolve into what this community needs. Yes, that, that program the Murray Lance has launched is called Align Murray, and you can find the link and details on our website, murrayk12.org. Well, we're going to come back with more after the break. We're here with Superintendent Michael Hickman and Board of Education Chair Michael Fulbright. We'll see you in a few. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show. We're here with Superintendent Michael Hickman and Board of Education Chair Michael Fulbright. Hey, uh, guys, we were talking a lot about what some of the needs are, and, and you tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's get right back into the needs part of it again. Um, Mr. Hickman, what are some of the biggest needs our school district is looking for? I'm not talking about community help or something. What are our needs for our school district right now? Right now, the two biggest needs that we have in our district is bus drivers and substitutes. Um, we are way down. Yeah, yeah, we are way down as as expected this year for both of these, um, and it's it it is something that you know we're working fierce fiercely to make sure that we get these positions uh, out there to let people know that we need those and. Um, you know, if anybody is just looking for, you know, a little extra money, especially here coming into the Christmas season, you know, this would be a great way to do that and to help out the school system. Yeah. If you, uh, any of our listeners are interested, because we, we have a, a big need for substitute teachers, um, you can find more out about our substitute teacher positions by visiting our website, murrayk12.org. Or you can call the central office and ask for Angela Reynolds at 388-8403. That's Angela Reynolds at 388-8403. What was the second one you were going to mention there, Mr. Hickman? Uh, you know, we talked about the, both of those as the subs and the bus drivers. We really need both. We are running very low on bus, bus drivers. And so, you know, that would be a really, you know, that's one of the focuses we're really trying to attract right now is getting more of those. Yeah, on the bus driver front, it's the Murray County People Transportation Department that you can contact. It's 931-388-2432. For, that's again for bus drivers, call 931-388-2432 and they'll uh, direct you in the right direction. We also have uh, information available on our website, murrayk12.org. Yeah, it's always good to let people know some of the employment needs uh, that are out there, especially, like you said, uh, Mr. Hickman, before Christmas. So, Mr. Fulbright, are you still with me, Mr. Fulbright? I sure am. Excellent. Hey, um, on some of the uh, things that we were talking about earlier, I, I wanted to touch base, and we were almost through our first whole nine weeks uh, in the books so far. What are your thoughts going into the second semester? And I know... Um, the start was different because of the current uh, situation with the pandemic, but we managed to get everything going with just a slight delay. Um, I was curious if you had any thoughts about what's heading into the second semester coming up um, after fall break. Well, I've been really impressed, quite honestly. I know we've had our ups and downs throughout the first nine weeks, but I think overall, considering what we're facing, we've, we've really done well. Uh, I have one child that's doing remote learning and one who's in the classroom, and they've both done really well in their respective ways of learning. I think going into the next nine weeks, uh, I think that that's going to be, you know, just continuing on the path that we've started. I think Mr. Hickman alluded to it earlier is the fact that we do need grace from the families, and I, I see that as being something that a lot of teachers have been appreciative of the fact that they're not getting constant complaints about the ups and downs, but the fact that people are understanding that we're all trying to figure this out. 
And I think going into the next nine weeks, we've got, you know, one set under our belt. We've learned a lot of lessons just as an administrative team, how to handle this situation. And I think going forward, we just need to make sure that we stay on that path and that we continue to provide high quality education, no matter what the format may look like. I agree with you. I had, uh, you talk about kids in school. I had two of my grandkids out of three uh, started out with remote learning and it didn't work out very well for them because the youngest one's a kindergartner and she did not grasp anything about schoolwork at home. So they went and talked to the principal and he was happy enough to um, let them come to in-person school. And now she's exceeding and doing fantastic. She loves school and she can't wait to go, wait to go every day. In fact, she gets bummed on a Saturday that she doesn't get to go to school. I get a kick out of that, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I've got a kindergartner that uh, has the same mindset. So we finished last last part of preschool here at home, just me and him doing some work. And he was very, very excited to go to kindergartner. He oh, at kindergarten. He said he didn't want any more daddy school. He wanted kindergarten. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hickman, what are your thoughts on uh, our approaching um, ending of the first nine weeks? Of a very, I would say, a very successful nine weeks, given the circumstances. And uh, what do you see uh, coming into the next semester? Well, you know, this was a, a a huge learning curve this whole quarter that we've been in, and we've learned a lot and we've gotten better. Like I alluded to earlier about, you know, we wrote wrote some procedures and policies and some of them we had to go back and revisit and we've just gotten stronger and better at what we're doing as a school system. And, you know, all of that is attributed to the hard work of the ground level of the teachers and administrators at the school building to make sure they're doing everything possible to make sure kids come into the building every day and try to make it as normal as it possibly can and still having to adhere to all of these recommendations and guidelines from the health department in the CDC. So if we continue continuing the trajectory that we are on from this quarter going into the next after fall break, I believe after that week, it'll give us some time to, you know, just get some rest and be ready to go and hit it hard and hit it running the second quarter. And I think it's going to be just as successful, if not more successful than this, this quarter. And I'm very excited about it. And um, I think that we are on the right path as a school district um, facing this pandemic and the things that we're doing to make sure that our kids are continually learning. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I think things have went, considering the circumstances, have went very smooth. Um, we continue to learn as we go, and we continue to make decisions as we go to help keep everybody safe. Um, you know, Mr. Fulbright, I mean, safety is a big concern by all parents and all administrators at Murray County Public Schools. We want everybody to arrive to school safe and return safe. Um, how do you feel about the current conditions? Are you, do you feel safe sending your students to, to public school on a regular basis right now? I do. I think one of the things that Murray County's really done well throughout history, not just with the uh, virus going around, but I know we've been one of the leaders when it comes to SRO programs within mm-hmm. the state and even the region. And we got uh, some great SROs. We do. And I, I work, or my previous job took me traveling to a lot of different schools around the Southeast. And, uh, you know, there were places in Mississippi where I could walk into the school and nobody knew I was there for several minutes. But I think the level That's of That's kind safety, of scary. It made me extremely uncomfortable because I was trying to find the office. I wasn't trying to do anything uh, bad, but I just was, was a little uncomfortable in that setting. But we have really led the way with very conscientious office staff. Our SROs are just top-notch. And when it comes to what we're facing now, I think that's just a continuation of that. We've been very diligent with the cleaning. We have, you know, hopefully we're equipping our teachers and staff and cleaning crews and everybody with the supplies that they need. I know that that's been a little bit tough because supplies are limited all over the place. But, you know, we are all trying to do what's right to protect our children. And no, you asked the question. I feel totally safe when I drop mine off uh, in the morning and when I you know, pick them up in the afternoon, I know that they're going to be just as good. Uh, in fact, a little bit smarter 
when I pick them up in the afternoon, but they're going to be safe just as if they were here. I agree. I tell my, uh, my daughter and, and my grandkids are much better off going to school in person and they are totally safe in that process. Um, Mr. Hickman, I know you've worked diligently with the principals, assistant principals, and different administrators at the buildings on the safety protocols. Uh, can you tell our, our listeners anything that you've done and focused on to make things better for everybody? When we're talking about safety protocols, you know, that yeah. that that really spans a gamut of things. You know, everything from physical safety, such as what are the SROs doing to help keep our, our buildings safe, to, you know, what are we doing when we have our drills and fire, lockdown, things like that. Because even though we are in this pandemic, you know, with the state, we are still required to, to do these drills and practices, but we have to do them in a different way. So we've worked together on what would it look like on a lockdown drill if it's uh, social distancing and what what would a fire drill look like trying to exit a building with all students at the same time and maintain all of these recommendations and guidelines. So we've worked really hard on that aspect to make sure that we're still doing these, but doing them in a safe way. And, you know, when we talk about another aspect of safety that we've really worked hard on as a district is what about the social, emotional, you know, safety of these students that walk in the door every day? Are we providing them with those needs? And we have really worked hard to make sure that we're making kids feel safe in all aspects. And then kind of piggybacking that, we want to also make our staff feel safe. So safety really covers, a, it's a broad paint rush, paint stroke. So, you know, it, we work on that every day because a, nobody can learn or nobody can function unless they feel safe first. Well, I know a lot of students, they look at their school as a safe environment for them and they, they look forward to coming to school. So, we've, you know, we've covered a lot of aspects about the school. Let's ask that difficult question. Um, how has COVID made the school different this year? Um, you know, traditional school versus pandemic school. What are some of the big differences that uh, parents might not know or, or people that don't have uh, students might not know about Murray County Public Schools? Mr. Hickman. Well, obviously, with the pandemic, what we have to look at is how do we minimize the the spread of it. And so we're having to come up with unique ways that we have never been challenged with before with the social distancing guidelines. And, you know, we're seeing kids that are coming in with masks and that we had not seen before. And then we have the remote learning option that we've never had like this before. So we've had a lot of challenges this year that have really changed the way we do school. And we're, we're learning it. And I've told most a lot of people that I've been around, you know, it's like working a new muscle. So it's going to be sore for a while until we get that muscle developed and really carved out. What do they call that? Muscle memory? <laughs> muscle memory. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, everything from lunches to where they can't traditionally sit side by side to classrooms where we have them spaced out a little bit further and Looking at the hallways, it's, it's always neat. Any school you walk in, you've got all the hallways have tape down the middle and they're going, making sure they're staying in the right direction on the hallways. So those things have been different. But I want to come back to, but what's stayed the same? And so much of what we do has stayed the same. The, the education that we're giving these kids has stayed on track and we're doing high levels of learning in each school, teachers caring about kids, being remote or in that building, they just love on those kids every single day. So, you know, they're not seeing a lot of difference in those areas of how teachers are treating the kids and loving on those kids. And just those high levels of learning that we offer these kids each day have stayed the same. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, there, there are a lot excuse me, there are a lot of things that are similar to every school year that we're maintaining that keeps it, um, it keeps it consistent for the students and the teachers. Um, Mr. Uh, Fulbright, so 
the uh, the current pandemic um, in our county uh, doesn't require that we wear um, masks in our schools. But if I you go visit a school as a, a staff member, you can get into the school and and, and visit. You will see more and more students and faculty, teachers, staff wearing masks. Um, do you think that helps the spread of COVID-19? And, and what are your feelings around masks in school, Mr. Fulbright? Well, I'm not going to speak yeah, medical prognosis of, of anything, but I do say right. that I do send my son, who is the one that's in class, uh, to school every day with a mask. And uh, most of the time he comes back out wearing it at the end of the day. So he's I not wearing trust. somebody else's, I hope. I, I have actually checked on that, and he's kept his for the entire year. <laughs> One but, of the jokes I've seen online was, you send your school with a Superman mask, and he comes home with a Batman mask. Exactly, and so I make sure we have that uh, Lightning McQueen mask every time he gets in the car. But, yeah, that's a good you know, one. We, we voted as a, as a board not to mandate masks. I think that so you're was not pretty forcing well people to wear them. Exactly, but I send my child to school with a mask. And if I'm going into the school, I always have one with me, and usually I wear it just based off of how close I'm going to be to people. So I think that it's more, you know, it, it's a matter of cons being considerate, in my opinion. I want to do agree. what is going to be best for everyone in general, and I'm going to make that choice and uh, help my children make that choice to be responsible and to be conscientious of others and that will be the the choices i hope they make in every situation in life i agree with you wholeheartedly here at work we tend to wear masks um whenever we get into a situation where we can't do a uh, um, social distancing so if we're in a meeting room or something everybody will be wearing their mask i, I think it does help and it, it is a preventative measure and like you said a matter of respect for the other person you know just to be say hey i understand there's there's something going around and this mask will help and it'll make you feel better. Um, Mr. Hickman, do you have uh, any thoughts on uh, the masks in our schools? You know, uh, I, I wear a mask all every school I visit. I can contest like to that. <laughs> and I wear it here at work. Uh, you know, and, and I have to remember, and I don't want to get too wrapped up in emotions here, but you know, this past weekend, you know, I went to the visitation of a Murray County employee um, uh, visitation. And Mr. Hernandez. Just, Mr. Hernandez. And that just keeps me, you know, grounded to know that when I wear that mask, it's not for me, but it's being considerate of others. And so I just really feel that I'm going to wear that mask and I'm going to make sure that. I'm going to be considerate of those around me because I am positive. And, you know, there's some folks that's been asymptomatic and never knew they had it. And I, I just don't want that to lay on my shoulders to know that I may have been the cause to give somebody the virus. I share that sentiment, too. Um, I prefer to be the cautious person and the respectful person. I may not be sick. I, I may not have any symptoms, but it, it, it makes everybody at ease around us. And it, it is nice that it's not pushed on us is it's not mandatory and i still see a lot of people wearing them even though it's not mandatory uh kudos to the staff and the students and their parents for sending them um in the in the, the right mindset to practice caution and safety and respect love that hey uh, guys let's go ahead and switch to a break here We'll come back and we'll finish up and we'll talk about a few more things that are happening at Murray County Public Schools. This is Jack Cobb, your bus driver. You're on Big Yellow School Bus with Murray County Public Schools. 103.7 FM WKRM. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show. We're here with Superintendent Michael Hickman and Board of Education Chair Michael Fulbright. We've been discussing a lot of things about Murray County Public Schools. We were even singing during the break. I think it was, we will, we will teach you, like the Rocky song. 
That was fun. Thanks for that, Mr. Fulbright. Um, let's jump into a, a, a topic that everybody wants to know about. And I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, Mr. Hickman, tell us a little bit about McDowell. Um, there's a lot of talk about it closing. And, and what does that mean to our community and, and your thoughts on it? Right now, you know, we've set up a timeline and the timeline is we're just now discussing, you know, if we close it, what is it going to look like in the next few uh, months and days? And, you know, that discussion is ongoing, but I just want to make it clear, you know, when we look at uh, at a school and mind you, I, I even have a personal connection to that school. I, I taught student taught there and, um, was a part of that faculty during that time and just had a lot of great memories of that school. But I just want to make it clear, you know, a school part is not the building, but the kids and the teachers and the staff in that building. That is what a school is. And right now, when we start talking about that physical structure, my belief is, you know, those kids deserve better. They deserve better than the building they're housed in right now. And, you know, us as the uh, leaders of the education for Murray County, we needed to identify what that better is going to look like moving forward. And that's part of the timeline. We need to make a, a, a decision on how to make it equitable for that staff and those kids compared to the other students and teachers and administration in this district. Yeah, if you talk to anybody that uh, goes to McDowell, went to McDowell, teaches at McDowell, or is an administrator at McDowell, they all have a passionate love and for the school. I mean, but like you said, it's not it's not the building so much; it's the people that make the difference. Yes, there's a lot of history. Of uh, we had people at a board meeting get up and say, "I went to McDowell Elementary School," and I mean, I think he was. Um, in his 60s or 70s talking about it. I think he was a county commissioner and, and he had a lot of passion around it. Well, it's not necessarily about that brick and mortar building. It's about where will the next McDowell be? Can we call it McDowell? Will we call it McDowell? These are questions to be answered in the near future. But um, Mr. Fulbright, you had uh, talked about uh, some things about the timing and the future of um, McDowell. Do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I think you know, obviously we passed a approved a timeline that did involve closing McDowell at the end of the school year. But I think a couple things are important to remember. We're still looking to see if there's a way to keep it open. We just wanted to be able to plan so that people don't wake up in June and find out that that school's not going to be there. We want to make sure that we have a plan laid out that transitions everybody in a in a way that's going to be beneficial. Obviously, like Mr. Hickman said, those kids need to be you know, sure that they're in a safe and secure building. Mm-hmm. One other part of that timeline that I'm really excited about is, and we're starting it this coming Saturday, is a planning discussion, a planning retreat for the board in which we start looking at what we want our facilities to be like in five years and then in 10 years. Because a lot of that's going to take advanced planning simply because it's going to be a lot of money. Even to keep up the buildings we have now, I believe there was an article in the paper this week talking about a lot of the phys- physical needs within our buildings. And I know the county commission over the last several years has been very generous contributing to the needs identified in our facility study of 2016. And I think as we take that information and we put it with a vision for the next five to 10 years, that's going to help not only the school board know what direction to go, but will help the county commission look at ways to fund that. And if they know, and here again, this is my experience from the county commission, if the county commission is sure that the school board has a clear vision and it is logical and makes sense and it is based on accurate information, they will do everything they can to make sure that this county succeeds. And funding the schools will be part of that. Oh, I totally agree with that. Um, Mr. Hickman, um, you, you mentioned that, you know, like I uh, reiterated, that it's not about necessarily the brick and mortar. McDowell is a, a passion. It's got a lot of history. Um, it's been here for a very long time. I don't have in front of me the dates of how long it's been uh, in existence, but 
I believe the original McDowell building was um, um, taken down with a storm. Um, what are your thoughts on the future moving forward? As Mr. Fulbright stated, you know, the planning, it wasn't necessary to, it wasn't necessarily a vote to close. It was a vote to make a plan. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I do believe, you know, we have been and will continue to seek stakeholder you know, opinions and kind of get their suggestions. And we want to make sure we move forward in a way that is only going to be advantageous to, you know, those kids and that, that school. We, we just really, and I can't reiterate this enough. We just want to do what's best for those kids, what they, what they deserve. And right now it's, it's not that building. And as we move forward, I want to continue to, to, to listen to folks and, you know, just kind of see where our stakeholders are at with, you know, this this decision-making process. Yeah, both of you guys um, agreed that it, it was um, that the students deserve more. So what kind of schools does the community, not just at McDowell, but in general, does the school, does the community want or deserve here in Murray County? We are a growing community, and, and I just watch the numbers continually every month. I see a couple more thousand people every month added to our growth numbers, and that's going to cause our school district to grow um, quite fast. And, you know, what, a, what, what kind of schools does the community in the, want and what do they deserve? Mr. Hickman. You know, and I, I, I don't say this lightly, but first of all, you know, a safe building, a building that we don't have to I worry mean, about any kind of infestations or that we have to worry about when we replace something, we have to be careful about asbestos or worry mm-hmm. about lead paint and all this stuff. So first of all, and it goes all the way back to our talk about safe schools is making sure that we have a building that's safe for students. And then, you know, we want to give students opportunities on a scale when we open a new school, the, the, the new things, the uh, technology and all of these things that we're able to build into the school, we want to make sure that we can offer that to not just those kids, but all, all kids. Um, you know, looking into other things that, you know, I feel listening to the community is, is a community wants a school that they can say is their school to be proud of that doesn't have paint chips and tiles all of the floor and somewhere they can take their kid and just be proud of it. No, they're going to get a world-class education in that building. Yeah. You can think, take things like steam, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Arts are a big way to grow the pride in a school district, especially at the elementary level. And then when you get into the middle and the high school, one great big pride factor is the sports at the school that can really um, boost enthusiasm and morale. So, Mr. Fulbright, did you have anything to add on what kind of what kind of school does the community want or deserve? I know you're. Well, I, go ahead. Yeah, I think. Well, for example, right now I'm looking at Woodard Elementary School, and it's a fairly small school in comparison to what school construction has become. And I think that's one thing we'll see not only as our county grows, but just in general, as new schools are being built, they're going to be a little bit bigger than maybe what we're used to. And I think that'll help with that growth. I think the other thing that the community really deserves is to have schools that are functional. I think so many times we get wrapped up in, um, you know, we want this fancy little thing or this shiny little thing, but we just need to make sure that the, the school building itself is functional for teachers and as Mr. Hickman said right off the bat, that it's going to be a safe environment and that we can guarantee the safety. Those are some of the big things. You know, obviously learning happens all around us. Uh, but I think making sure that we give a facility that lends itself to providing a world-class education, that's what we can do. And whether that's a you know 10-person schoolhouse or a 700-person schoolhouse, we just need to make sure it's functional, it's safe, and that it's uh, equipped to do what we want it to do. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that on that. Um, so 
We've covered quite a bit today on today's show. Is there anything before we close out that you'd like to say to our listeners, Mr. Hickman, about Murray County Public Schools and your first, um, what is it, you're like 90 days in now on the job and doing a fantastic job, I might add. Is there anything you'd like to say to the community before we sign off today? Well, I first want to just thank the community for all the support they have given the schools as well as myself, you know, and and just being having that patience and grace we talked about. And I am just so glad to be home here in Murray County. Uh, it, it just it just feels nice to be back amongst family and friends that I grew up with. Thank you very much for that. And Mr. Fulbright, same question. Do you have anything you'd like to share before we sign off on the Big Yellow School Bus today on um, your thoughts of Murray County Public Schools? No, I just think that um, it's an exciting time for us. Our schools are headed in the right direction. I think we've got a boost in teacher morale. I think we've got great leadership at both the school board and the a county commission level. We've got great leaders within the community. And, you know, the only thing that can stop us is ourselves at this point. I agree with that. But we have grace. We have um, determination. We are Murray County Public Schools. We're doing what we can to make your schools safe, make your children safe, get them the academics and the learning they need while enjoying arts, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. I like the STEAM approach on um, STEM and STEAM. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say one more time, we, we promoted that we needed um, school bus drivers and we promoted that we needed substitute teachers. We also currently are hiring nurses for our Murray County Public Schools. If you're interested in a nursing position, you need to visit murrayk12.org and go to the HR section of our website and you will find the employment opportunities and you can apply for a nursing position there. Gentlemen, thank you so much. That's it for this week's edition of the Big Yellow School Bus at Murray County Public Schools Talk Radio. I'm Jack Cobb, your host. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you all next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 7 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM.